Hello everyone, and uh, I want to say thank you for joining this edition of the Christian Bible Study Ministry podcast. And um, as I always want to make sure that uh, at the beginning of this program that uh, uh, I say that uh, everyone who listens to this is blessed. Uh, I hope that the Lord uses this message uh, in some kind of way to uh, encourage you and to speak to you um, because that is really the main focus or one of the main focuses of this podcast uh, is to you know be sure that people are getting the encouragement and the word that they need you know uh, and also instruction and um, today, that, that kind of touches on what uh, we're going to be talking about today. And we'll be reading from Hebrews chapter 12, um, verses all the way down to uh, verse, excuse me, just a second, about verse 14. And uh, this is so very important, what what is going to be talked about. And uh, it's basically keeping guard, you know, and uh, enduring discipline. And uh, we're going to talk about Esau here. Uh, because a lot of these things do describe Esau. Uh, if you have your Bible... Turn to Hebrews chapter 12, and we'll start in verse 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. You know, every, every day in our lives, you know, we're to run the race of faith. And we are all being watched by those who have went to heaven, you know, and those around us. And uh, we're all running it. And uh, we need to be like athletes, sharpening our skills and muscles, you know, to run even better. Uh, there are things which will weigh and therefore slow us down. And, and this is what sin does to the Christian. It looks good and feels good. But it is never for our good. And uh, it only hurts us. We are to run with perseverance uh, to not give up. The race is marked out for us. You know, God has been there. He already knows what you're going to be facing. And so he's prepared for it. You know, we only have to go the route that he has laid out for us. That's all we have to do. And let us run with perseverance the race marked for us, marked out for us. This is verse 2. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, endured. he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. You know, it's... You know, Paul's saying here, don't be like, you know, some people like Peter. You know, don't be like Peter who distracted, uh, who got distracted and fell into the water. 
Christ is the source of our spiritual strength, and uh, he perfects our faith while we run the race. We are to run the race gladly, no matter how much it might hurt, because not all of it's comfortable. Sometimes it's painful. You know, this is what Jesus did. Jesus ran his race and finished it on the cross. Verse 3. You know, consider him who endeared such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. I think sometimes we feel like we get tired of the struggle and want to just give in to our temptations, whatever they are. You know, Paul was telling us here that when we feel like that, then we should remember all the problems Christ dealt with. People hated him. People tried to kill him. He was scourged and flogged. You know, he was flogged. He, was, he had a crown of thorns put on his head. People spit on him. I'm sure people spit on him, you know. And he was called a false prophet, you know, by the people in his own, in his own uh, hometown. He endured all that rejection, and yet he still finished the race. And, uh, you know, Christ is the source of our strength. And he endured all of that and still went on. He will also enable us to finish our journey. He will definitely enable us. Now down to verse 4. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. Verse 5. And have you completely forgotten this word of encouragement that addresses you as a father addresses his son? It says, My son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline, and do not lose heart when he rebukes you. You know, we're God's children, and sometimes we do go astray, and this happens in our war against the flesh. You know, we fight this thing every day. And uh, these people had not yet, or had not had not yet, had to die for their faith, like some some of them had. And some of them were experiencing divine discipline. Excuse me. And when this happens to us, we need to remember that God is doing it because He loves us. You know, we shouldn't grow discouraged when He does. And this ties into verse six. Because the Lord disciplines those, disciplines the one he loves, and chastens everyone he accepts as his son. Verse 7. Endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as his children. For, that, for what children are not disciplined by their father? Verse 8. If you are not disciplined and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are not legitimate, not true sons and daughters at all. If someone, you know, it's, if someone is not being disciplined, then they're not true Christians because the Holy Spirit is, you, you know, the Holy Spirit will discipline you for whatever you're doing. You know, someone who doesn't have that, they don't belong to God because they don't have the Spirit. This is because God, you know, God disciplines those that belong to Him. He disciplines you because He loves you. And he wants you to be successful and, and whole. He doesn't want to see you hurt by sin. And verse 9. 
Moreover, we have all had human fathers who, who disciplined us and respected them for it. How much more should we submit to the Father of Spirits and live? Verse 10. They disciplined us for a little while as they thought best, but God disciplines in us for our good in order that we may share in his holiness. Verse 11. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who've been trained by it. I remember, you know, I remember when I was a kid, I hated getting whipped. I hated it. You know, I remember there were times when my mama took a switch to me. You know, but I never really could complain about it because I already knew that I had done wrong. And I thought even more of it later on, especially after my mother passed away. I know that uh, she did it because she loved me. You know? My dad, too. My dad, both of my parents disciplined me because they cared about me and they didn't want me to go on the wrong path. And, uh, you know, this discipline, it produces character. You know, it's our character is it's shaped and sharpened by this discipline. It hones our character. And that is godly, you know. Whoever spares the rod spoileth his child. Verse 12. Therefore strengthen your feeble arms and weak knees. Verse 13. Make level paths for your feet, so that the lame may not be disabled, but rather healed. You know, God doesn't want our faith to be weak. You know, we're, we need to do more than put on the whole armor of God. We're also told to strengthen our limbs. You know, we are to exercise spiritually. You know, prayer and just trying to adhere to what God wants you to do. Doing those things builds your endurance. It builds your strength, you know. And they're vital to success in the Christian life. Down to verse 14. And make every effort to live in, in peace with everyone and be and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. See to it, verse 15, that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. Verse 16. See that no one is sexually immoral or is godless like Esau, who for a single meal sold his inheritance rights as the oldest son. Verse 17. Afterward, as you know, when he wanted to inherit this blessing, he was rejected. Even though he sought the blessing with tears, he could not change what he had done. This is so powerful here. It's, it's just enormously powerful because, you know, Esau, we're told about Esau here from the book of Genesis. Esau showed disregard for spiritual things in his life. He had just kind of a general disregard for some reason. And uh, he sold his birthright for a small meal to, you know, to his brother Jacob and his brother tricked him. And, you know, and Esau held a great grudge against his brother for a long time. And so Jacob had to leave. And uh, so we are, to you know, it's, uh, it says we are told to get along with everyone and to strive for holiness. 
Esau didn't do this. He was unholy in his lifestyle, and so he suffered the consequences of his disregard for spiritual things. He lost out on a great blessing, and then, too, his brother was made to leave because he was so angry at him. And, you know, we're told not to be like Esau, who was a profane person. You know, Esau lived that kind of life, and he regretted his... And even though he regretted his behavior, he couldn't change the consequences. And this caused him to cry greatly. And, uh, you know, in living in, you know, living in sexual immorality or other things can lead to great harm. And the consequences are, or, you know, can be and probably are irreversible. So this is why Paul was telling us here to stand guard. There's so many things that can go wrong in the Christian life, and a lot of the times those things go wrong because we are not guarding ourselves. You know, but there's also a lot of things that can go right, and that happens when we try to be in obedience to Christ because he has the greatest blessings in store for us. You know, put on the whole armor of God and pray and seek his will, you know, to show you, you know, show, ask him to show you his holiness, what he wants for you, as far as holiness, you know, because God does not want us to have consequences like Esau did, God, you know, Esau was forgiven for his sins and everything, but he couldn't change the consequences, and the same thing too with Moses, remember Moses, Moses could not enter into the promised land. God let him see it from afar off, but he could not go there because of his rebellion. He disobeyed God. And uh, before I, I close this, I want to say a prayer now. Lord, I hope that everyone, everyone who's listening to this gets a blessing from it. If there's anyone who's listening to this program who is not saved and needs Christ, I pray that now they would realize and say to themselves that Lord Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He is the only way to salvation. He died and rose from the dead for my sins, and I need him in my life. Because no other no other decision is as important as that. No other decision in your entire life is as important as that decision. And uh, folks, that is all for now. And I hope that this program has been a blessing to you. And um, I enjoy being able to bring this to you. In Christ's name, amen.